0: Hey everyone and welcome back to Tipsy Tiaz. I'm Andrea and I'm Natalie, and you've got us back for another wine review. Wow! So today the wine that we're reviewing is another one from our NPR wine pack. Today's is Shroud Mountain and it is a Cabernet Sauvignon from 2015. So for all my red wine lovers out there this one's for you.
1: You sound like a DJ.
0: <laughs> Good. Okay. What is Cabernet Sauvignon? Um, I actually don't know. But you know how they have like the Sauvignon Blanc and like the oh, yeah, Blanc. yeah yeah. Blanc white. I always feel like the Sauvignon Blanc is like super dry. Like it's a really dry white wine. So I'm hoping that this is not that. Um when it comes to white, I know Moscato and I know Riesling. <laughs> That's about it. So the party one. <laughs> Yeah, so here, I can read a little bit about it. Let's see what they have to say about their own wine. Many of California's wine-growing regions are graced by warm days and cool afternoons. Fog wafting off of the Pacific Ocean helps create long, ripening seasons, adding depth of flavor to the wines produced here. This California Cabernet Sauvignon benefits largely from this phenomenon. Shroud Mountain boasts flavors of luscious plum and ripe blackberry. Integrated with layers of mocha, ooh, and notes of subtle black pepper, medium bodied, this wine has great depth and personality. Ooh, just like me. Neither of us have any experience with this um type of grape, so I think that we might as well just go for it. I don't even know what type of grape is in here. Oh so wine fact wine fact typically whatever the name of the wine is is the type of grape it is so for example a riesling wine comes from riesling grapes but it could also just be talking about like the area it's from so i don't know this i i literally have no clue (laughs) for this one but yeah anyway neither of us have any experience with cabernet sauvignon so we're gonna give it a try let's serve her up Today, um, me and Natalie are really... Why do you have to expose us? Huh? Are you going to say that
1: we're going to share a glass? Yeah.
0: Why do you have to expose us? I think it's funny. God, okay. So today, we're solidifying our friendship by sharing a, a glass. Yeah, this is solely happening because I dropped our second glass on the ground and it shattered. Um, but you know what? We're moving along, you know? True. Okay. <laughs> okay. Let's look at the color first.
1: How would you rate this? Bloody. She's beautiful.
0: Yeah, this is really nice. Like it's a really deep red. Like it's a nice deep burgundy, but it's not um, it's like it's not see-through at all. Like I can't see anything through this. is very opaque. Um, and then let's give her a swirl. I see no oh. legs. Honestly, yeah, me neither. That must mean the alcohol content's pretty low. What is it?
1: <laughs> it's 13.2.
0: That's high. Are you sure you don't have it reverse? No, no, that's right. It might just be the viscosity of the wine. That just has to do with it as well. We also put a ton of wine in there, so maybe, like, we can't swirl it as well as we should. Yeah, no, if any no. of y'all can tell us about this phenomenon, please let us know. Smell it. What do you smell? It smells really good. Yeah? Like, it smells really
1: fruity. Mm-hmm. It's really sharp, though. Oh, Let me see. I don't know. I can't like pinpoint anything.
0: Oh wow, it is very sharp. I smell a lot of cherries. Like I smell cherries and wood. Wooden and cherries. Wood. <laughs> yeah. Like at the bottom, if you smell at the bottom, it smells like wood. Is it George Washington with the wooden teeth and the <gasps> cherry tree? Historical wine. Ooh. I'm from Virginia. I should like try and market this. Are we not doing that right now? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, that's not the type of wine I'm used to.
1: I can taste the mocha.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I do taste the mocha.
1: I thought it would be a lot drier than Mm -hmm. it is. It's juicy. It is. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's a bit weird to me because I did not expect that flavor at all.
0: Yeah, I feel like it's very, um, it's not heavy at all. And it's not one of those like really acidy like attack wines that are like, oh, fuck. It's like, it's like, oh, just like mellowed out. Like I'm just chilling out. You know, whenever you... Oh, maybe not mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. But you would, like, lick the tip of your pencil. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. so you would lick the tip uh-huh. of your
1: pencil. This is that.
0: Yes. Uh-huh. delicious. Yeah, like, it's a good version of that. Like, it's memories. Yes. Um, okay, so it definitely says figs in here, and I taste fig. Like, there's a whole hell of a fucking lot of figs in there. It tastes like it should be creamy. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's a coffee of... The okay, it's like a milk coffee of the red wine world. Yes, yeah, right? Yes, mm-hmm. yes, that's mm-hmm. a good way to put it. Yep. This would taste good mixed with coffee. Oh my god, mm hmm. I feel like this is a good breakfast wine. <laughs> <laughs> I think she means brunch. <laughs> oh, oh, uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> it's actually really good. It's like it does. You can really like when they say mocha, like you can feel like that coffee, that chocolatey. Um, but I think you can still taste the cherries. It smells like cherries and there's like that small acidy flavor, but it's not strong at all. Um, Like a lot of Malbecs, I feel like have that stronger like tart cherry flavor. But this is more of like a secondary flavor as yeah. opposed to being like a primary one. I
1: also feel like it's a lot, the taste is a lot softer than it smells. Mhm. Yeah, it definitely smells stronger than it tastes. This is a really good wine for people mm-hmm. that don't like wine.
0: Uh, yeah. Oh, because yeah. Because it's really easy to. Even like, I feel like there's white wines that I've tasted are way stronger than that. Oh, and the other thing about this red wine is that the tannins, super low. It's not cutting anything on my tongue. No. Um. So that would also be another way if you're wanting to get into red wine. I think this is a good one. I'm usually
1: a Malbec girl, but Mm -hmm. I think I might change after this.
0: I really, I did like Malbec a lot, but I think my favorite red wine at the moment is probably Shiraz. You do love your Shiraz. Yeah, that's a good-ass wine. We'll review one of those sometime soon because, ooh, they're good. (laughs) And, like, honestly, I feel like with Shiraz, they have, like, such a wide variety of prices, so we could probably do a comparison with one of those. Let's get a million-dollar bottle. Oh, my gosh. Um, (laughs) If you want to dip into your savings... What savings? I can dip into all $50 of mine. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, hire us. Yeah, Yeah, we're both currently dealing with portfolios i guess natalie is way more advanced than i am in hers i am still just trying to get mine off the ground well really all i did was take everything from my instagram and put it on a website yeah i just need to compile i have a lot of
1: projects i need to add but plus you actually want to make your own which is definitely more work than i did i just chose the template and put those suckers right in
0: yeah well you know what wish me luck hopefully these wines are gonna get me through it I have about a month to figure it out. God. But anyway, this isn't our first glass of wine today, is it? It's not our first drink today. No. Um, it's we okay, so we started off our day with brunch. We had a couple of drinks there. Um I nothing super memorable. Yeah, nothing great, honestly. Like, don't want to talk about it. It wasn't great. But We went to the movies, and we had a glass of wine there. Malbec. Mm Mm-hmm. My fave. Uh, Matching, of course. She copies me. (laughs) I'll (laughs) time. But we went to see The Shape of Water. And it was
1: so good Mm y'all it was so good yeah
0: so just a warning from here on in like um spoilers major spoiler definitely major major
1: major spoiler alert
0: like there's no way we can hold back on this (laughs) really
1: there is not but
0: honestly even if you did listen to our spoilers like uh, i think that the movie itself isn't plot that much plot based so much as it's like Visually amazing, yeah, exactly. So you know, even if you are listening to this and you're allowing yourself to get spoiled, still watch it
1: and I mean, you probably know what happens anyway,
0: yeah, honestly, like if you're on Twitter, mm-hmm. you know, can we just do a major plot point right now? She fucks the fish exactly, that's exactly what I she fucks the fish. there we go. everythings spoiled um everyone um every, okay, so I feel like everyone probably saw that coming based on the trailers. But I still, like, had a visceral reaction when it happened on screen.
1: Andrea was turning away. She could not face it at all. At mm-hmm. all.
0: No, I I, I really couldn't. Because, like, I'm just, like, he's... Okay, so the character, like, the fish character is not humani- humanoid, like, almost at all. Like,
1: he stands on two legs. He has arms, yeah. thumbs, everything. I mean, they are webbed.
0: Yeah. Um... But, and, like, there's, like, an ab, like, muscly body. Yeah, thing. broad shoulders, <laughs> yeah. small waist. But, like, other than that, like, it's all covered in scales, like, completely. There's gill action happening all over the place. Um, I think it's blue, right? He's blue.
1: It's, like, a greenish-bluish. Mm-hmm. There's a lot going on there.
0: Yeah, so basically, like, this creature, you're not going to be like, oh, like like, man mermaid type. No, this is not that. Um, and honestly, I was just like, this is bestiality. Yeah. But you thought, you thought it was tastefully done, right? I
1: thought it was tastefully done because Mm -hmm. there, I I can just like see all the pornos right now. Mm -hmm. Like weird fish man fucks hot librarian. I don't know. Uh. (laughs) I don't know. But I mean, like. There was no actual intercourse shown. That's true. You see them both naked. Well, he's naked the entire film. Mm-hmm. You see them both naked and embracing, but there's nothing.
0: Okay, but going there is on. one slightly. Gra- no, it's not graphic. But at one point, the protagonist she actually is like, she's communicating with her friend, and like, their t- her friend Zelda is like, oh, uh, but like, how does it happen? Like, what? Like, I thought it was flat down. <laughs> and then they like, they like show like her hands and she's like bloop and it's like like parting of her hands and apparently <laughs> it just comes out so
1: basically he keeps his dick hidden until it's needed and then it
0: just plops on out of his crotch <laughs> oh my god and i was like wow i did not need that visualization at all <laughs> but i guess it's it's also to like keep people from wondering like i don't want to see that fan fiction I'm going to look for it.
1: <laughs> I'm curious. I'm I mean, curious. I
0: wouldn't fuck the... Okay.
1: No, I was about to say, if he didn't have the scales and the gills and everything, mm-hmm. I'd fuck him. Because let's be honest, the guy was built. Oh my God.
0: <laughs> there are worse options out there. That is true. Very worse.
1: But my thing is... I thought they were going to spend a lot more time throughout the film establishing their relationship and they didn't. Yeah. yeah. That was my problem with it. Mm-hmm. You
0: you said earlier like it felt like they went from start to end and that was it and there was no middle. It was just she sees him, she's immediately attached, mm-hmm. and then when the opportunity comes, she takes it. Yeah, so that was also my concern was that, like, it felt very much like you don't see why she likes him other than the fact that she can see herself in him. Which feels, like, very much like she's just projecting her own feelings. Which is not healthy at all. No way. Yeah, and it's just, like, no one ever really talks to him, (laughs) like. It's basically Stockholm Syndrome.
1: Yeah, yeah. Because Mm -hmm. he is kept... Captive in a government facility where literally everyone treats him like shit except mm-hmm. for her. Mm-hmm. Everyone. He's physically abused. I mean, verbally. I don't know if he can understand the words, but verbally abused. He's separated from his home and she's the only one being nice to him. So, of course, he's going to become attached. Yeah.
0: Oh, you know what? Going back a little, we should probably explain the plot a little.
1: Okay. So you have this woman, Eliza, who is mute. She works at a government facility, um, cleaning. And one day a bunch of like higher ups bring in a tank, and in the tank is Fishboy. Does he have a name? No. Fishboy. Yeah. Okay. So because she's mute, she and um one of her work friends what was her name again? Zelda. Zelda, yes, Zelda. Zelda Delilah. Are um, tasked with cleaning up the room that he's held in every day. So she sees him pretty often. They develop a connection because she sees herself in him. She can't speak. He can't speak. He's relatively humanoid. Um, He's able to communicate with her. He picks up sign language, which I think is pretty cool.
0: Yeah, but it's still not, it's not, like, super developed sign language. It's, like, a couple of phrases here and there. And then even then, I feel like it's also based on the fact that they're both kind of, like, oppressed figures.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's very much a fantasy story. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, something happens, and it's decided that Fishboy is no longer needed alive. And the best thing to do is cut him up and he is for science. Obviously, Eliza is not down for this. So, through some like pretty cool planning, mm-hmm. that was a pretty good sc- scheme. Yeah, yeah, it was. That was a pretty good scheme, and you
0: got like a lot of like people involved that you wouldn't expect. There's some twists there. There's some twists. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we
1: won't ruin those for yeah. you. But um, through a lot of careful planning and scheming, she gets him out and takes him back to her apartment. Where she basically just, like, keeps them in the tub Mm -hmm. and they chill and it's cool. And sometimes they have sex. (laughs) (laughs) But, oh, okay, just making the connection right now, the tub is also where she masturbated every day. Yeah. And now that's also another Mm -hmm. point of eroticism or whatever Mm -hmm. because it's where
0: they have sex. Yeah. I I think also – well, okay, no. Finish – Finish. is that your whole plot summary? Mm, It's not my whole plot summary. More
1: happens, but I don't want to ruin everything. Yeah, like
0: that's a a main point. Long story short, they end up together. Yeah. In one way or another.
1: Yeah.
0: I, going back to like the nitty gritty, I thought it was so interesting. From the beginning, as Natalie said, like she always masturbates in the bathtub every single morning. And it's so funny because like she's always cooking her eggs with a timer. And in the time that she's cooking, she goes and takes a bath and masturbates. And I'm like, eggs don't take that long to cook.
1: She was going pretty hard. I don't think it takes her that yeah. long.
0: like I, There was like water sloshing out of there. Like it was intense.
1: I do commend them for giving her, um, what's it called? Sexual? Physical autonomy sexual autonomy sexual autonomy Mm -hmm. because she knows she knows what she wants
0: she goes for it she gets it yeah yeah because a lot of the time like they make her seem as like a kind of meeker figure especially in the beginning but it's like yes she's meek yes she's shy and like no she's not meek yes she's just shown as such yeah or people perceive her that way Yes, people um, perceive, people her, perceive her as being meek but it's like no she like she has control of herself and like she really the way they like show her space is very interesting too Um, it's very much hers like they show her loft and it's like every aspect of that apartment is used and it's kind of like homey and lived in and it's hers and it's very it's not like some generic like apartment like uh, there's like detailing there's like decorations like she's put her time in there like you can really see but it see was her. also
1: pretty sparse
0: it's sparse, yeah. And it also it's interesting that she doesn't have a bed. I thought it was romantic. <laughs> she she sleeps in a... what is it called? What are those called? It's like those like old vintage chairs that are like uh very like, you know, those like glamour chairs that wouldn't even Can you be. Imagine
1: yourself like lounging on it? a lounge
0: chair. But it's not a lounge chair because it has on both the, sides um, armrests.
1: I don't know how to pronounce it. Seti. Is that uh
0: Blank lounge. I have no clue. Is it a chase? Let me look this up. I don't know. I I think that that's just a chair Anyway, regardless, it doesn't look comfortable. Not to me. But I, Aha, I found it. I I just really liked how they showed our apartment. I really liked how she it really felt like she had ownership of her space there. Um one thing I really wish that they'd kind of like pursued more was the neighbor. So he kind of like he's the sidekick, he helps her out. Um, he's, like, not necessarily, like, out-out, but, like, for 1960s, like, he's... Flamboyant. Yeah, he's an out-gay man. Um, and he, like, he's, like, looking to flirt, you know? But I kind of wish they'd pursued him, like, like his story more, because they kept setting him up. Like, they kept showing how he um, has kind of been facing a lot of, like, failure at work. And it's, like, kind of insinuated that it's because of his sexuality, and I then, read it as he was having some type of relationship with the man that fired him. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like there was something weird there, um, but it's never really thoroughly stated. And then he has like this like a kind of one sided flirtation with this diner owner that ends. He's not up- the owner. He's just he just works there. Yeah, he just works. There. But like it ends up being like bad. I don't know, like, they kept showing, like, it, it kept, I kept feeling like they were leading up to something with him, and they didn't. Okay, yes, yes, yes,
1: yes, yes, yes. He, he and Zelda were just used to, I mean, push the plot along because yeah. Eliza needed them to get Fishboy out of the lab.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, there, there, there seemed to be, like, a lot of, like, weird plot stepping points, like, things that they used to move the plot along that just kind of made me uncomfortable, like... The Bojangles, like side thing. So they would they would watch like a lot of old Hollywood films together. Um, The Neighbor and Eliza, is that her name? Yes. Um, Eliza, and they would like watch Bojangles, and it's like okay, that's kind of like uncomfortable because it's like this film that like kind of really like uses stereotypes of black figures and media and like just like bad archetypes basically and then they never really talk about it later on so i was like well why did you show that if you're not gonna like talk about it and then later on the zelda's husband gets kind of who she always complains about by the way yeah she always complains about him like he's like this like seen as this like figure that's really quiet and like the one time he speaks up it's like because he's a coward and he gets kind of like told what to do and he just does it and it's not done by a a white man by a white man a white you like the villain and it's not pretty it's not pretty at all it's definitely very much like um some sort of i don't know it just it felt like they were making these weird commentaries but then not following through on them
1: they were just doing things halfway like Mm -hmm. ah yes we addressed this but they didn't really Mm -hmm, Exactly. I mean, they could have done so much more with Mm -hmm. the husband. I mean, Zelda herself was a pretty strong character. I thought. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Mm -hmm. She was a really loyal friend. She was outspoken. Was she outspoken?
0: Yeah, she was outspoken because she would she would tell the boss a
1: lot. But she outspoken. No,
0: I think she was outspoken because she would tell like her supervisor, like, do I have to go with you now? Like, can I finish my dinner first? You know, like, like she would like get her opinion across. But I don't know. I, I, but then was she just being the sassy black woman? That's true. That's also. Yeah, because she talks so much that she, like, it, it's supposed to be she like. She becomes a caricature. Yeah. And it's supposed to be like, oh, Eliza doesn't even need to talk because Zelda just talks for her. Like, and that's also bad, too. Because then it's like, they're just stereotyping her as well. And I feel like sometimes they were doing it like, here's this crew of misfits. Like, and it's like, mm, who are you to say, like.
1: Like, okay, we've got our mute girl, we've got the black woman, yeah. we've got the gay guy. We're good to go.
0: Yeah. And I don't like that. I didn't like that either. I was like, okay, that's fine if you want to do that, but give everyone a little bit more depth. God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> um. Although I did, I did like that their villain is like your stereotypical hero. As in, you have this like... White man who's successful at work, and he has like the perfect family, and like he's not your stereotypical villain. He's just someone who works too hard and has like a goal, a job goal, and they made him the villain. I yeah. thought that was cool. I thought yeah. I liked that they did that. He didn't
1: have some tragic backstory. Mm-hmm. Nothing crazy happened to him. Mm-hmm. I mean, his fingers were
0: chomped off. Yeah, but he was bad before that. Yeah, so. yeah,
1: but that wasn't used mm-hmm. as like his origin. He didn't have an origin story.
0: He was just bad because he, he was, was bad. bad. Mm-hmm. And I like
1: that. hmm Because that's... Realistic. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Sometimes let's, you let's don't need a tragic backstory to be a shit person, so...
1: Because then you can, like, sympathize with the bad guy. mm mm-hmm. not saying that that's always a bad thing, because, mm-hmm. I mean, people are multidimensional. hmm But it's really tiring when you have, like, a very limited amount of time mm-hmm. to do anything in a film, and you waste some of that by giving the bad guy... Yeah. All this, like, unnecessary...
0: And it, and it gives depth to the wrong characters. Exactly. So it's like, yes, we're upset that, like, Zelda and the neighbor and Eliza didn't get depth, but at least neither did that evil villain white dude. Yeah. What do you think was the point of the story? Was it a romance? Like, what is... What is was that it? Was it like, oh, someone found their true love? Was it like, oh, these, like, marginalized people came together and they like went against the oppressor like nobody
1: won but Eliza though.
0: Yeah. So th- th- so that's my thing like so was it a- it was a love story then?
1: I don't even know if I can call it a love story because right? there was nothing the film itself was romantic but there was no romance in mm-hmm. it. So I like I end up asking myself like so like what was the point? I know this is bad because I'm cams or maybe <laughs> it's because I'm cams
0: what is CAM?
1: Cinema and Media Studies. <laughs> that's my major. <laughs> She's artsy. <laughs> but I mean, like, I don't think films or any works of art really
0: need mm-hmm. to have a point. They don't need to because have a point. It, it was
1: technically very beautiful.
0: It's beautiful. I just feel like I was taken on a journey that ended nowhere. I wanted to be somewhere. <laughs> I was somewhere. Was- I
1: just wasn't learning anything. Mm hmm. Um,. Well, I was learning that if you're an established old dude, you can get money to do literally whatever the fuck you
0: want. <laughs> yeah. I also, I, you know what I really like, though, the they, they put it in an era and they really stuck with the context of that era. Right.
1: I'm going to be really honest right now. Mm-hmm. The only things I know about the Cold War I uh-huh. learned from movies. <laughs> well, my knowledge comes from X-Men
0: all right all right all right <laughs>
1: but the ones with like james mm-hmm. mcavoy mm-hmm. sat in that
0: yeah i mean I, I will say that the movie went in depth and it's like oh wow it's like a historical piece on the cold war but no it's like it put this like quasi monster story within like a really interesting time in u.s history um oh okay going back to like the timelines in this movie so, there was a lot of emphasis on, like, old Hollywood glamour movies, films, dance, artists. I could see why that would be, like, kind of... What is it called? Like, it's really feeding to the audience. Like, it's really, like, ooh, like, look at that. Look, she does tap dances. Working on
1: that nostalgia.
0: Yeah. And I was like, okay, cool. But also, like, I uh, didn't need it. It wasn't explored. Yeah, I didn't need it. It also
1: was not explored. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean... Um, like you said, they watch a lot of old movies. She um knows the dances to a bunch of them, so she'll be doing them in the hallway or just like sitting on the sofa with her token yeah. gay best friend. <laughs> um,
0: she lives above a movie theater. <laughs> Not really subtle that one. So, and they always talk about like, like um those like romances because like, the neighbor. Uh, why can't we remember his name? Do you remember his name?
1: I can't, remember his name. I can't remember his name. I want to say Albert, but I think all I old
0: white men are Albert. I don't think it's Albert. But the, I, get, I think it's like, oh, they're always like looking for love and that like really like dramatic deep like your soulmate love. And so that's like also a little annoying. And so we were talking about this earlier, actually. There is this one scene it kind of like cuts into like this dream scene of hers where she is with Fishboy and in, her, in like her daydream. And they kind of break out into song and dance. And she can sing. And she's she's mute, so obviously this is her dream. And I just felt like it was kind of weird. Like, I, I see why it's her daydream, but the whole movie had kind of been leading up to like, if there is a point, you you know, we're saying that there isn't really a point, but if there is a point sort of the fact that she finds someone who, who she can... accepts her. Who accepts her and who she sees herself in, who she can connect with on the fact that they don't speak. So then why would she be daydreaming about her and him, like, being able to sing to each other? But he wasn't
1: singing. It was just her. Yeah, it was he just her. He literally fades
0: to block. Yeah, that's true. It's just her singing. So, But it still doesn't make sense. Like, it still doesn't make sense, like, why that would be, like, her goal. Like, especially since this is nearing the end of the film. Like, it kind of cuts away all of the, like, small points that I thought this was leading to. I don't think to. that was her
1: goal. I think it was just a tool used to show how much she wished to express like
0: the like Mm -hmm. extent of her love for him Mm -hmm. because she's like you don't see how and then she can't finish it and she's like you don't see how much and then how much i love you um but i i i still feel like you you had an idea like you think you thought it would have been really nice if they'd signed it instead yeah
1: i thought okay because um she they're sitting at a table. And she begins, she's struggling to speak, but she starts to sing mm-hmm. this song. It fades to black and white instead of color. And then they're doing this elaborate dance, very like old Hollywood. But, and I get why they put that dance in there. But um, I just feel, I just feel that it would have been a lot more impactful if she had just Signed the entire thing.
0: Mm-hmm. I, I really... I feel like it would have made more sense in my head. I think it would have moved along my understanding of her as a character better if she had signed that scene.
1: You could even keep the song in with the lyrics and mm-hmm. words and everything. Just don't have her mouth it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that would have been... I think that would have been a more interesting turn. I mean, we're, we're critiquing this movie, but we both loved I it. I loved it so much! I was crying and... <laughs> I was really crying. I was...
1: I was watching the. I made it to the end credits, but as the end credits were rolling, a tear just like leaked out of my right eye, and then I was just sobbing.
0: Yeah, she really was. Andrea was laughing at me. I was not laughing. I was trying to comfort you. You were were laughing. I was laughing and trying to comfort you. You
1: were doing a really bad job at trying to comfort me. Well, I didn't need any comfort because it was. Yeah. Because you were also like you were like. I like it. was was just so beautiful. Yeah. You know I'm a slut for (laughs) aesthetics.
0: It was beautiful. It was, is very beautifully filmed, and I I really liked. I just really liked, even though we're complaining about, like, the point and, like, how she moves along as a character. In order to truly love something, you have to be able to critique it. Exactly. I just, I really liked her as a character. I really, I re- She was great. Yeah, she I was great. Her. I really connected with her. Not, like, connected, connect, but, like, I really, like, felt for her character. I got that deep em- empathy that you're supposed to get for a protagonist. She was
1: badass.
0: Mm-hmm. And honestly, all of the characters were super interesting. That's what. That's why I'm mad that I don't know more about them because they were all because super you want interesting. To know more. Exactly. Like they all really could have had their own. And movie. maybe that's the point. Then that's the point. Maybe that's the point. Mm-hmm. That's true. Um, and there was like all these like little side, these little side things, like these little side relationships that I wish I'd known more about. It was a really rich world. And at times it felt so fantastical that it was like, yes, I get that it's in the 1960s, but it feels like it's also just like an alternate universe type of situation, like a fantasy um, world as well. And it was so, it was just, it was really beautiful.
1: Okay, just a side note, the actress who plays Eliza is Sally Hawkins. Mm -hmm. I just want everybody to know that because she deserves all the recognition (laughs) in the world for that. That was like, that was an amazing performance. Yeah,
0: that that really... Bitch never spoke. Yeah. I I mean, uh, this movie has been out for, what, a week now? And they already have a ton of Golden Globe nominations. And they deserve it. it. yeah. (laughs) So, honestly, like, a lot of our critiques, I think, is just because we like that world so much that we wanted more. We want more. Yeah. So this is supposedly um, Guillermo del Toro's, like, passion project. He's been wanting to work on this for like his entire career he's always wanted to have some sort of monster movie but that is flipped on its head um and if you've seen his other films like i i honestly think that this is way better and i love his other movies like i love pants Labyrinth*. i love mama um crimson peak is incredible um and i think this is this was even better than those. And also it could be, I'm a little biased, you know, I just freshly watched The Shape of Water and I've been waiting for it for like three months. Like I, I thought it came out in September for some reason and I was like really pissed off about it. So maybe that's also why I think it's like better than the rest. And also like the plot sounds bogus. It is bogus. Yeah, the plot sounds bogus. The trailer looks a little, okay. There oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The trailer is misleading. So we've had this situation before. We <coughs> we went to see... The Beguiled. Mm-hmm. And, the, okay, if y'all have seen The Beguiled, the trailer makes it look like it's, like, this, like, really intense, like, interesting horror movie. It's not.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I saw the trailer, and I was like, oh, my God, there's going to be a bunch of badass women in this house, and they're going to be on a murdering rampage, and it's going to be amazing, and it's going to be really gothy, and I'm going to love it. And then I saw it, and it was... okay. I'm going to love it outside of all of the fucking racist-ass, wow, another mm-hmm. white-ass movie. It's about based on the Civil War. <laughs> white women are amazing, and wow, white feminism, blah, 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 blah. Uh, they're com-
0: on the Confederate side, too. But again, so.
1: again, 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 I'm a slut for aesthetics, so I was looking forward to it mm. on a
0: visual level. I think it fed on that. It did. It was yeah. so good. But it was not the most interesting plot. And all the action happens in, like, the last 30 minutes. Um, that is not this film. I'm not saying, like, oh, this film is only going in the last 30 minutes. but We're
1: just saying that the trailer hyped it up to be something it it's not. was not. Yeah. Was but, there suspense? Yes. Mm-hmm. But was there as much as the trailer promised? No. And that's the thing with trailers. Mm-hmm. Like, they're meant to hook you in. But I don't like when they feed you something that you're it's not going to get.
0: Yeah, because it also just, like, I feel like they made it look like it was, like, a thriller. Yeah, they did. This movie is not a thriller. It's not. At and all. you know what? If
1: they had toned down the trailer a bit mm-hmm. and, like, pasted it so that it matched what the
0: film actually mm-hmm. is,
1: I would have been fine with it. I would yeah. still want to watch it. Yeah, because I think the
0: interest came in, like, you could already see how interesting it looked, like in terms of setting, in terms of like there's it, there's a fucking monster, <laughs> like that's all I need to see. So I don't know why they did that. You know, I have to make money because you need to make money. You need to make money, and usually it's not the director who's it, in charge of the like trailer you said, anyway. It's his
1: passion project. Yeah. We don't know how long it took to get this thing off the ground, or what mm-hmm. kind of begging it took to get the funding for it, because mm-hmm. you know this is probably an expensive ass movie. Yeah, definitely. So like I see. I understand the need Mm -hmm. to bring people in and glamorize it a bit, but I'm just mad about it.
0: Yeah, I'm mad about it too. But
1: at the end of the day, it was still good.
0: good. I'm going to buy it on DVD as soon as it's available. Same. (laughs) So this was basically just a really long advertisement for The Shape of Water. (laughs) And you should all, please, I know we're
1: all broke college students, Mm -hmm. or I'm assuming we're all Mm -hmm. broke college students. But, like, when you can support the arts, please support the arts. Don't mm-hmm. just stream it somewhere or whatever the fuck. I don't know. What people what, what, just streaming?
0: Pirating. Don't, don't
1: do that with, like, lame-ass shit, like Fifty Shades of Grey or something <laughs> that you just, like, want to watch yeah. and make fun of. But, I mean, when you can support artists, please do. Go to yeah. the theater. And it's not it's not just about
0: supporting an artist, but it's, like, your capital is your vote. So, like, when you pay for these movies, it means that, like, I support it on a level that other movies like this should also be created in the future. Exactly. So, go support your local you indie. Go to an independent movie theater, too, <laughs> while you're at it. Um, Some of our favorites include The Coolidge. hmm And, oh, my favorite is Brattle. So, yeah, go support your local indie spot. But... What 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 do, what do we what is our takeaway for the day?
1: So today I learned that Cabernet Sauvignon is beautiful and I love it. Mhm. In agreement. NPR is really good at choosing their wines. Oh yes. Yeah. She fucks the fish.
0: <laughs> unfortunately, yes.
1: Why unfortunately? Unfortunately or fortunately, she fucks the fish. Mm-hmm. It's done. Maybe that's the takeaway. <laughs> You're never going to find love unless you fuck a fish.
0: Yeah. Okay. I'm glad we can leave our viewers out with that one.
1: (laughs) Um, And you should all just go support things that you like.
0: So with that wonderful advice to leave you all with, this was Tipsy Tiaz. I'm Natalie. I'm Andrea. Thank you for watching, and we'll see you on the next episode. Bye.
1: Bye. Nice.